G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. Back here early on a Friday morning discussing AFL fantasy once again. The teams have dropped for round 22 and as we prepare for preliminary final action, there's plenty to talk about. Luckily, most coaches dodged plenty of big bullets, which means we'll be in luxury trade mode, so... Hopefully your side is gearing up for the last fortnight of the fantasy season in a positive mindset. But again, like I said, there were some relevant things after the teams dropped that need to be touched on. So without further ado, let me dive into today's episode. First things first, let me whiz through all the changes for the nine matches in round 22, starting with Melbourne and Sydney at the MCG tonight. We will see plenty of changes for the Ds. They've made five changes to their lineup from last weekend. They've got Oscar Baker and Jaden Hunt omitted, so Baker out might still be floating around on a few benches, so he could be cashed in if you've still got him. Harrison Petty, Oscar McDonald and Stephen May are out injured. The Inns, Marty Hall comes back after a bit of a layoff. Nice to see him back in the D's outfit. Billy Stretch, Charlie Spargo, Alex Neil Bullen and debutante Cade Chandler are the other inclusions. I'll talk a little bit about Chandler lately, but averaging somewhere around the 50s in VFL action, so he's a fine bench option at 170k, pure midfield status. For the Swans, they only made one change to their outfit. Zach Jones is out injured and Kieran Jack comes in to replace him. Carlton and St Kilda are up next. Liam Jones and Darcy Lang are the two outs for the Blues with Matthew Kennedy and Paddy Dow coming in. Not really a hell of a lot fantasy relevant there. On St Kilda's side, similar deal. Caulfield is out with an injury replaced by Nathan Brown. So a lot of people that maybe were sweating on the fitness of Rowan Marshall, you can breathe a little bit easier. Big clashes up next between Brisbane and Geelong. Arguably the match of the round and maybe, dare I say it, even a grand final preview. I don't have that much faith in the Lions, but can't turn them down after what they've done so far. They've made no changes to their team to take on the Cats. Geelong has made one change with Sam Menegola out omitted and Mark O'Connor coming in. Kind of a bit bizarre that you see Menegola's name listed as an omission. He was... Very fantasy relevant for a couple of years there, and he's having a terrible season. So hopefully he can get back to his best sooner rather than later. Next up at Adelaide Oval, the Crows will clash with Collingwood. The Pies have John Noble coming back in for them, which is great. He's a fine downgrade choice at about 187k, I think. Josh Dacos was the bloke omitted for him. For Adelaide, Paul Seedsman and Riley O'Brien are welcomed back into the team. The two outs, Andy Otten and Rory Atkins. So Riley O'Brien will join forces with Sauce Jacobs to take on Brody Grundy. Probably a smart decision by Don Pike, and it will definitely impact Brody Grundy going up against two reasonable ruckmen rather than one, but I'll still pencil him in to go 1-15, let's say. Essendon travels west to take on the Dockers late on Saturday afternoon. For Fremantle, two changes to their lineup as they omit Bailey Banfield and Jason Carter. Carter probably rocking on a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but a couple of coaches' benches, so that stings a little bit, having no emergency down back. They bring in Cam McCarthy and Hayden Ballantyne for probably his last game as a Docker. Essendon, after their big drubbing against the Dogs, have made a slew of changes. They've axed five dudes. Mark Bagley, Ben McNeese, David Myers, Josh Begley and Dylan Clark are all out. The Inns, Aaron Francis, Adam Saad, Darcy Parrish, Michael Hurley 
and Braden Ham. The hamster finally makes a return. He's had some solid games in the VFL and been a bit unlucky to not get selected before this point. So he could probably still be rocking on people's forward line bench. So it's nice to have a potential playing emergency. Next up, Port Adelaide will play North Melbourne. The Roos have only made one change to their outfit with Mason Wood omitted and Sam Durden coming in. The Power have omitted Cam Suckliffe and Xavier Dersma is out injured with Ryan Burton and Zach Butters back in. So Dersma's injury, probably if you're still rocking with Xavier Dersma, will force some people's hands to trade him out. He's been a fine cash cow all this year, so... Kudos to Dersma for the job he's served and what he's done for fantasy coaches. But if he is in your side and he is injured, you've got to get rid of him. At least try and move him on to someone like Hunter Clark this week if you can. Kicking off the Sunday slate of games, we've got the Tigers and the Eagles. I'll be lucky to be at this game, actually, at the G. So far, there's no outs for either side with Dustin Martin, Jake Arts, Ivan Soldo and Marlon Pickett, the inclusions for Richmond. It'd be cool if we could see Pickett make his debut. Only had a, I think from memory, there's about a 50 or 60 in the VFL last week, but could get a gig. And if he does, I think he'll shoot right to the top of my downgrade targets list. Later today, when the Sunday squads are confirmed, I'll release my rookie rankings. Uh, For West Coast, again, no outs. Chris Maston, Nathan Vardy, Josh Rotham and Jared Cameron have been included into their squad. The Giants will clash with the Western Bulldogs up next. Not many changes again with this one. GWS has ruled out Jeremy Cameron and Brett Delidio with an injury. They have confirmed that Josh Kelly will be a certain starter. And he comes back into the squad with Matt DeBoer, Harry Himmelberg, Isaac Cumming, Aidan Kaur and Zach Sproul. I think Harry Himmelberg probably shapes as the likely Jeremy Cameron replacement. So I think there'll be a Kelly Himmelberg inclusion as a straight swap for those two. Sucks that Brett Deledio got injured. Quick side tangent. I've always loved watching Deledio, who announced this week he's going to retire at the end of the season. So hopefully he can get healthy and can fire up and play some finals because I didn't, don't really want to see him bowing out without playing a farewell game, or at least on his terms. The Bulldogs haven't listed anyone out as of yet, but the inclusions to their squad are Lewis Young, Riley West, Callum Porter, and Lockie Young. So plenty of youngsters there. And finally, the last game of the round, we'll see Hawthorne take on the Gold Coast Suns. Mitch Lewis is the only out for the Hawks at the moment with an injury. Jared Ruffhead will probably be the one straight swap there, unless the Hawks make more changes to their lineup. But he's included into the squad, along with Jack Scrimshaw, Ben McAvoy, Jack Gunston, and Harry Morrison. For the Suns, Anthony Miles is out after he tweaked his ankle. Could hurt a couple of draft coaches. I'll need to go and address that issue. Ins for the Suns include Aaron Young, Peter Wright, Brad Shear, George Holland-Smith, and Jordan Murdoch. So again, not many popular names missing from the team sheets. One thing I didn't talk about that I brushed over was that Rory Sloan held his spot for the Crows, which is great to see. So that's all the relevant news for round 22 team selection. Skimming over a few hot topics very quickly, a lot of people are asking what they should do with Brody Smith. Now, he has had three tons before his rough outing against West Coast Larks weekend, and my gut tells me that he's going to be good against Collingwood and the Bulldogs to end the season. There's nothing really wrong with trading Smith. I'm trying to think of what upgrades. If you can get to Whitfield or Lloyd, if you don't have either of them, that's fine. Similar with Rory Laird, but... Apart from those three, Jack Crisp is on the bubble, similar with Basher Hooley, but apart from those, 
three, three and a half, four, five, depends on where you rank Crisp and Hooley. I probably wouldn't be moving Smith on. A lot of people are trying to trade Tommy Stewart as well. I think he is someone that you need to address before trading out Smith. I think you can get to a little bit more if you do trade Smith, but still, I reckon Brody will probably go 90 plus this week. Stewart will probably hover around an 80, 70, so fine to make a move on Stewart, but I'd hold Smith. Jack Siebel's still floating in a lot of people's teams. I think even though he's gone back-to-back 90s and he seems to have formed a pretty decent, well, semi-decent role in the Ruse lineup, he's got to go. Josh Kelly as a trade-in target. He should go bang right away. He may have even played last week if it wasn't in Chile, Canberra. So it'll be interesting to see how much time he does play. But going up against... Oh, who are the Giants? The Dogs. I know. Not a tough... Uh, is a tough ask. Not exactly a cakewalk for GWS. But I still have faith that Josh Kelly can get it done and put up some decent numbers. From the rookie front, Kyle Chandler, as I said, is slated to make his debut He's averaged 52 from 16 of EFL games this year, so should probably play the last two to end the season. I probably would advise trading him in if you need someone like that. At this point of the year, though, like I've said for multiple weeks, it's fine just almost throwing away bench positions if you're bringing in a 170k bloke who's playing. Surprisingly, James Bell held his spot in Sydney's lineup, so he could be someone that you target as well with mid-forward status. CJ uh, Giath, the Hawks defender, he held his spot as well, so another fine target to bring in. And if you really want to downgrade a ruck, maybe you've got Raleigh O'Brien on your ruck bench and you're not too confident with playing him considering he's going with Source Jacobs. Trading him down to someone like that Caleb Graham bloke who only went up 6 or so K from the Suns is a good maneuver, pockets you a ton of money, and then you can use that for another upgrade elsewhere. Quickly addressing some questions, thanks to those who hit me up with their queries. JT asked me, should he go Stewart to Simpson or Williams? And then after that, for his second trade, should it be Cripps or Yo to Shields, Lions or Zorko? Alright, unpacking the Stewart one first. I think I would go Stewart probably to Simpson. Williams has been playing a lot, well, not a lot, but has been pinch hitting in the midfield while the Giants have been missing some big players and I think that he will be the first one before Toby Green to miss out on some of that mid-action. So I'd probably tick off a Stuart to Simpson move there. Crips or Yo to Shields, Lions or Zorko. After having a look at JT's team, because he sent a photo through of his team, I would probably, honestly, look at bringing in Josh Kelly. Crips is leaning towards him instead of Yoey, but it depends a little bit on how much money you have and if you can get up to Josh Kelly with either of them. If not, probably looking for a point of difference out of Shields, Lions, or Zorko. My advice would be to chase the Zork, and I guess I'll just side with trading out Paddy Cripps. Next question comes from Pavitt, who has a luxury trade. He knows that Rory Sloan's playing, but he still wants to move him along. He can get Duncan, Trelaw, Taranto, or Josh Kelly. Good question. I do like Trelaw's potential output this weekend. The Giants boys should be good, but going up against Adelaide, Trelaw does appeal to me a hell of a lot. Mitchie Duncan, his numbers against North, as I mentioned a couple of times now, were great, and hence the reason I made him captain last week. And Brisbane have been giving up a couple of big scores, so it'd be nice to see Duncan go 120 or something like that. However, I think you've got to side with Trelaw. Taranto and Kelly are probably better fantasy players, but I do wonder how much they will score going up against the Dogs. So Trelaw gets my vote in that scenario. Daniel asks Stewart, Tom Stewart that is, was named as a midfielder, so... His preconceived plan was to trade him to Crisp. 
Should he still follow through? A bit random that Tommy Stewart's been named as a midfielder, named in the centre alongside Dane Zorko. I don't look too much into the way that teams pan out team selection-wise. Sometimes it's to try and throw the opposition off or throw a little bit of a curveball out there. So I wouldn't react too much to Stewart being named right in the guts. And for that reason, I still think it's a wise move trading him to Crisp. Michael wants to know, should he trade in Hunter Clark, Cade Simpson, or Dan Houston? Houston is someone generating plenty of buzz at the moment in ripper form. I do wonder what Ryan Burton coming back into the side will do, if maybe it'll force Houston to kind of play a bit more of that half-back role and Burton will push up in a wing. But honestly, I haven't watched a hell of a lot of Houston's role. I have been hearing about how he's pinch-hitting through the midfield and just ball-hawking. So he's definitely appealing and the cheapest option out of the three. However, I think I trust Hunter Clark the most out of this trio. Simpson is still a fine in, and honestly, there's nothing wrong with grabbing any of the three, but I think Hunter Clark is a bloke that has the highest scoring potential over the last few weeks. Maybe you could say the same about Cade Simpson, especially coming off his Ripper score on the weekend, but yeah, my vote just sides with Hunter Clark there. Punchy wants to know, do Stewart and Smith survive, or should one of them turn into Houston slash Simpson? Similar question to what I just addressed, so I'll keep it brief. Keep Brody Smith, I think he'll be okay, but trade Stewart probably to Simpson. Houston also a fine option, but I'd lean towards Cade. Finally, the last question comes from Kate, who says she's trading, should she trade out a forward and grab Toby Green, or instead flick Tom Rockliffe to Matt Crouch? Good question. Now, Toby Green has skyrocketed in price over 750k now, so he doesn't come cheap, but he still should score well over the last fortnight of the season. I have faith that he'll at least put up another couple of hundred, so nothing wrong with grabbing him. However, I do wonder a little bit about Tom Rockliffe and his recent form. Probably not a good idea to keep him, although it is Tom Rockliffe. He comes with such a high reputation that you don't really know what you're going to get. Matt Crouch is in ripper form. He's got Collingwood this week. We'll end the season against the Bulldogs, so not exactly a cakewalk either. It's a real tough one, honestly. I think depending on maybe which forward you're trading out, that may dictate your moves, but Rocky, I think, has got to go. I think you've got to go Rocky to Matt Crouch, even though it does feel a little bit unnatural and it might not be the smartest move. In this luxury trade mode, it might be wise just to try and upgrade the best players you can. And considering the way that Rocky's been playing, there's nothing wrong with flicking him out for Crouch. Finally, my moves ahead of round 22. I'm a little bit tied in what I want to do. I'm not too sure at this stage. I'm looking at trading out Shawnee Higgins or maybe Jack Zebel. Higgins came in last week for Snelling, so he's got a low-ish break-even, 70-odd, so I'm like, oh, maybe give him another chance. But if I want to get Jack Zebel up to someone like Dustin Martin, it'd be kind of cool to trade him in and watch him play on the weekend. That's a definite option. It cost me 100 grand to get up there, so I need to make about 80k with a downgrade trade. I was looking at going Joel Garner to CJ from the Hawks, but that won't make me enough money, so I might just cash in my Darcy Fort chip and maybe even bring in that Caleb Graham bloke, leaving 1k in the bank after landing Dusty. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks once again for tuning in. Good luck in your preliminary finals. Only four trades left, two weeks to go in the AFL fantasy season. Fingers crossed that you're still playing for something meaningful. Otherwise, there's always 2020. Good luck in round 22. Until next time, 